Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I'm preaching on the three Christ, the threefold seed. Let's get into the text in Genesis. God created Satan corrupted and God said, I have a plan. So in Genesis, Bible says God created man in Genesis 1, 26, 28. And then in Genesis chapter 2, it says that God formed man out of the dust of the earth. And in chapter chapter 2, verse 15, that was, he gave him a strict instruction. In our modern terms, in our modern terms, it sounds like dietary restrictions, dietary requirements. You are not to eat this, eat that, eat that, eat that, eat that. Because what enters you will determine how your life will be. So please, doesn't matter how strong you are now, be careful what you are eating. Careful about what you are eating. Or very soon, what you are eating can destroy your life. Be careful about what you take in. Because life, life is dependent. So to be alive means that you have to be dependent on something. You can't be alive and be independent. Because you can't choose not to sleep again, can you? You cannot choose not to eat again, can you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you you cannot choose not to do some things. That's life. So we depend on other things. And you actually need other human beings to. Our society is making it feel like you just need your money and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's all. Oh, oh, be careful the way you are treating your family members. Be careful the way you treat your friends. Be careful the way you treat people. Mm. Because you will need people. Because life is not independent. Even when you die, you need someone to take you and we bury you. When you have loved ones and you die, they honor you in your death. Some of you have aunties, uncles, grandfathers, uh, grandparents, mothers, who have got very nice tombstones. Very expensive ones. Gilded ones. Nice tombstones. Why? Because they decided to honor the person in death. Whilst you have other people too who died, the government have to bury them. So we need people. So every now and then, I owe people the responsibility of drawing their, atten- their attention to what is normal. Because, you see, life is not about today. If you go and get £20,000 loan and you decide I won't pay, no, your future will be very, very miserable. Because there is a system in place to harass and frustrate you. So my job, besides teaching you, or part of teaching you God's word, is to help to secure the future. God created Adam, messed it up, and... God came down with judgment. He said, Adam, where are you? Genesis chapter 3. I heard your voice and I was afraid and I was naked, so I hid. He said, who told you you are naked? Have you eaten of the tree of the fruit? The fruit of the tree I told you not to eat. He said, the woman you gave me made me eat it. And then God went to the woman. Watch this. Adam, did you eat it? The woman made me eat. Then God went to the woman. Woman, why did you have to do that? Did you eat it? He said, the serpent. And God went to the serpent. He asked why. He said, you are cursed. See how much God loves you. Even when you are wrong, he wasn't quick to pronounce judgment. So he went and cursed the devil. 
the serpent, and then he said, Adam, because you have done this, the ground is cursed for your sake. But let's look at what he said to the devil. Verse 15 of Genesis chapter. So the Lord God said to the serpent, say the serpent. I took my time to explain how when we ate the fruit of the tree, when we followed the deceiving, the deception of the serpent, when we followed that when Adam followed the lead of the serpent, the nature of the serpent was injected into Adam. So oh, thank you, Jesus. Every human being that came from Adam naturally became a seed of the serpent. So John the Baptist showed up in in Matthew chapter um, 3 verse 7. I'm going to be quoting a lot of scriptures, okay? We're going to have a short time. In John chapter 3 verse 7, John shows up, John the Baptist, and he said, well, um, sorry, I'm sorry, Matthew, did I say Matthew? Yeah. Matthew 3 7, I'm sorry. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to to his baptism, he said to them, brood of what? Vipers. That's serpent. You are a, a, you, it said, you are a brood of vipers. Who has warned you to flee? Satan has got children. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. Satan has got children, the seed of the devil. In this, the children of God are, uh, sorry, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. Right. So God has got children, devil has got children. How do you know the children of God? Those who do righteousness. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. No, is he who does not love his brother. So if you don't practice righteousness and love, like the way God says you love, you, are, you don't have the seed of God in you. you are, in fact, in verse 8, look at verse 8. It's not part of my text, but it's good to know. It says that if you are the, anyone who is born of God does not sin or cannot sin. He who sins is... Eh? Let's, okay, I want you to read it yourself so you don't say I'm telling you. Let's read it. Let's go. He who sins is One more time. He who sins is One more time. These days, you have to be able to look at that boyfriend and tell you I'm the devil. <laughs> you have to be able to look at that girlfriend and tell you I'm the devil. You have to be able to look at that um, one who is trying to make you do uh, criminal things, evil things, murder, tell you I'm the devil. And I don't want to be of the devil. He, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Let's go to the next verse. Whoever has been born of God, I can't hear you. Let's read, let's read it out loud. One more time. This throws us into a conundrum. Pastor, this is a serious situation. You mean? But I see a lot, a lot of church people who are sinning. That means they are not born of God. Okay, let's see how the Amplified puts it. It says that no one born, begotten of God, deliberately, knowingly, and habitually. So when he said there's no sin, it doesn't mean that you are sinless, you are impeccable, but deliberately, habitually, and you are practicing it. You are practicing it. You don't see any. Remember when you were not born again? Um, you, you can do anything anyway. In the nightclub, you do stuff. Yes. Someone, or maybe someone crossed you or something. The way you behaved and really, oh, very mean. 
But after you, bo- that's how you are. But after you become born again, anytime you are mean, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. You feel uncomfortable. You, normally, when your friends are hungry, you have money, you will never help them. That's you. But after you became born again, you didn't help your friend, you couldn't sleep the whole night. Hey, what's wrong? After you, you, before you were born again, every time you and your boyfriend or girlfriend, you do all kinds of things. You do things. I mean, you do things. <laughs> you do stuff. I mean, you call it fun. You have fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> but after you are born again, you are together and you want to go ahead and, and then the boy is asking, what's wrong? I don't feel I don't, I don't. And afterwards, accidentally something happened. You cried and wept and wept. I'm talking about the man and the woman, depending on. You wept and wept. Oh. One, a guy came to me. Um, this guy was crying. My brother, who has been coming to church? He came crying. He said, he said, no, I don't think I can serve God again. I can't, I'm useless. I'm useless. I won't do this again. I don't want it, please. God forgive me. Oh, why? You know, he said, before he got born again from the age, his father was a pilot. From the age of, I think, eight, he started drinking and sleeping with women. And, he's been, and I'm talking about, this guy's over about 28 years now. And he's been doing it regularly, regularly. In fact, how did he appear in church? He saw one lady coming to church. That time we used to be in Kamwa area. And then he said, hello, sister, how are you? Any help? He said, oh, I'm going to church, let's go. He said, okay, I'll go. Because just to get a woman's attention. And he came to church and Jesus hooked him up. <laughs> he changed. And he went, one day he found a woman, wanted to marry the woman. He told me that what he used to do is, he had a friend who was, who used to work at a certain hotel in Croydon. And the, the friend used to do a lot of nights. So you go and tip the guy and then he'll give him a room. Because it's not like, he just give you a room so he, he'll use the room with people. It's please. And the guy said, the guy said, he was always doing that. But when he got born again, he changed. And he found this woman he wanted to marry. He told the woman, never, I will never touch you. I will never go to bed with you until we are married. We are married because I value you that much. When he's telling you, if you love me, do it for me. Let's do it if you love. He doesn't love you. If he really loves you, he won't be putting pressure. He'll wait for you. Okay, that's for somebody. So... Listen, he'll tell you that if you don't let me do it, I will leave you. I'll go for somebody else. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> you can't keep a man when you're open. Did you hear what I said? If he tells you that if you don't let me, let me, let me, I'll go out. I'll go for somebody. Let him go because opening the borders doesn't keep him. If that's the easiest way to lose him. In fact, a man who has not flawed you finds it difficult to just exit your life. Because he hasn't conquered you. But as soon as he conquers you, you are calling, you say, oh, you are troubling me. I'll, I'll talk to you later. You're too, what is this? <laughs> and the worst of it all is if you are not responsible enough and you get pregnant, he'll say, what's wrong with you? How? How can you get pregnant? How? How can you? But you, you. Let's go to let's go to let's go to there. So this.
this gentleman, let me finish this. So this gentleman came, he was crying, he was crying. I came out, I said, sir, don't worry, what? He said, I can't save God again. I went to fornicate. I know I'm useless. I said, don't worry. And I became very happy for him. Do you know why? Because if you are in hospital and they put maybe some pins in your leg and you are not moving, the doctors are very worried. If you don't respond to stimuli, it's a bad, it's a serious situation. You know, some of you have had friends have heard about people, someone who was in coma, and then they say he has started responding. You call him, say, yeah. ah, that's, that's a good sign. Now, if sin doesn't hit you and make you uncomfortable, it's likely that you are you are off the radar. Yes, you have the seed of God. It's that he who is born of God cannot continue in sin. You can't put it on the screen. It's not habitual. You can't be doing it and you're cool, man. I'm cool, man. Cool. Why is it? Put it on the screen. John said, no one, no, I want the, the, the amplified. No one born of God Oh, can deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practice sin. Why? For the nature of God abides in him. His, prince, his, his principle of life, the divine spare. Oh, wow. <laughs> those of you, very holy people. You see, people don't want to hear this because they are used to it. They are always there. So when they come to church, they don't want to remember that uh, I have a porn man. Spam of God is inside him. When you get born again, God's seed is inside you. And so it begins to affect what you enjoy, what you can accommodate, what you behave. So he said, the seed of God is, the sperm of God is inside him. He said, remains permanently within him. And he cannot practice sinning because he is born of God. Hallelujah. All right, I don't want to divert. I would have explained a lot more to you. So he says that, but the devil, so it spoke about the children of God. Verse 10, spoke about the children of God. And this in this, the children of God and the children of the devil. So the devil has got children, okay? So when we sinned, Satan managed to inject his nature into us. And so in Matthew chapter 13, verse 38, Matthew 13, 38, the, G- G- Jesus said that the f- Matthew 13, 38 says the, f- the, field is, the field is the word, the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Enoch, sorry, the other one who killed his brother, Cain. Cain was the first person who manifested Satan's character very well. So in fact, the scripture we're just reading, 1 John chapter 3, verse 12 is there. 1 John 3, 12, it says that, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one. Cain. He murdered his brother. So, so the point here is that when we disobeyed God and we, we followed the lead of the serpent, now re- listen, that serpent is the devil who appeared. Okay? He appeared in Revelation chapter 20, verse 2. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 20, verse 2. It, say, it says that. He laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil. Do you see that? Yes. So when we're talking about the serpent, we're talking about the devil. That serpent, not every serpent. What happened? All right. Revelation chapter 12, verse, verse 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, 
The serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceived. So, who is the serpent? And when we followed his lead, he injected his nature into us and we became, as it were, fallen men and as it were, the seeds of the devil. Very important. I need you to understand this. Very important. So Jesus told the Pharisees in John, um, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 33, that you brood, he said, you serpents, brood of vipers. How can you escape from the condemnation of hell? Brood of vipers. They are not serpents. Yeah, the, the seed, the nature of the serpent. When they followed the devil, they took on his nature. Now, what has this got to do with what we are uh, the seed? Now, so when they sinned, God came and started. The first judgment was on the devil. Genesis chapter um, two, sorry, chapter three, verse fifteen again. Chapter three, verse fifteen. Let's start from verse fourteen, so it can make sense. So the Lord God said to the serpent, "Because you have done this." You are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. You remember I told you this. Man was made out of the dust. And if the devil is cursed to eat dust, that means the fallen man is cheap food for the devil. If you, have, if you don't have Jesus, Satan can control your life. That's why you, can, you are out of control addiction. Satan will whack you. He will, he will control your life. He will destroy your life. He will destroy your life. But when you are a child of God, then you can enforce the victory and the dominion of the cross over the plans of the enemy. Now look at the next verse. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between and her seed. Let's already read Some of you are sleeping. Let's already. Let's go. So, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heels. He said, God said, I'll put enmity between you, um, you the, the devil, okay, and the woman. And between your seed. Who is the seed of the devil? I, I, that's why I took my time to explain it. Anyone, people who are not born again and practice evil, they are the seed of the devil. And you know what? There's enmity, enmity always enmity between the seed of the devil and the seed. And do you see the seed? This explains why they crucified Jesus. The seed of the devil, human beings with wickedness, Pharisees, killed the seed. But now watch this. Today I'm talking about the threefold seed. So Jesus, the seed is talking about Jesus. In what way is he talking about Jesus? In Isaiah chapter, write this down, just quick. I have a few scriptures. Uh, my time is now getting up. Isaiah chapter um, 7 verse 14. Isaiah 7, 14, he says that, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. See the son? Capital S. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Yeah. Most, most of us who have been in church, we've been going to maybe, we are familiar with the nativity story and all that. So when you hear the virgin shall conceive, it doesn't send... Or raise your eyebrows. How can a virgin conceive? A virgin cannot conceive. Even if they have to do IVF, they have to plant the seed behind the hymen. The hymen must be broken. Jesus is the only man who broke the hymen of a woman, not from outside. So, a virgin shall conceive. Now, Jesus was supposed to come and is supposed to be a seed of a woman. That's why women are so important. The seed, a 
particular woman is going to bring a seed, and that seed is going to be the answer against the devil's plan. And so in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Bible says that, Behold, the virgin shall be, be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, it's about to be fulfilled now. Then in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, the manifestation. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. What does it say? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Louder. Please learn how to treat women well, okay? If you are blessed with a wife, please, ignore the things you don't appreciate about her. Don't marry a woman because of her body. Because statistics has shown and common sense have displayed that the body of a woman changes very fast. Every five years she looks very different. Mary gave birth to Jesus who was the seed of the woman. So in Genesis, quickly, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, the seed of the woman was referring to who? Jesus. Jesus. And what was the seed of the woman going to do? He said, he shall bruise your head. Okay. He said, you, he, uh, your seed, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heels. They, 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 they hurt his heels on the cross. Bruised him. But he crushed the head of the enemy. That is when we can walk free because when Satan came and injected himself in us, Jesus came in the flesh and crushed his power in us. So when every one of us comes to Jesus, the power of Satan's venom has been crushed. Because you cannot be the son, the child of God and the child of the devil. You being a child of God is not based necessarily on your good behavior. Your good behavior is a reflection of what has happened inside. But good behavior is not what makes you a child of God. It is you being a child of God that empowers you to behave like God. So don't be telling, accusing people in church that you have done this, you have done this. Yes, they might have done it. But they are not living in it because they still have the seed of God in them. Now, quickly, so Jesus is the seed of the woman, but he's not just the seed of the woman. Pastor, as I studied my Bible, I found out that one day God came to Abraham and he told him that I'm going to bless you. And in you, in, in you shall all the earth be blessed. And in fact, he said, I'll give this land to your seed. And... Um, in Acts chapter 3, verse 25. In Acts chapter 3, verse 25, listen to this. It says that you are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. In who? So God said to Abraham that in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That seed God spoke about was pointing and making reference to Jesus. Mm. 
So Jesus is the seed of the woman and he's also the seed of Abraham. What, what makes you say though? So Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 makes me say so. Galatians chapter 3 verse 15 says that now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He does not say and to seeds as of many but as of one and to your seed who is Christ. So Christ is the seed of Abraham. But this is where it gets even nicer. Christ is the seed of Abraham and him being the seed of Abraham in him all the families of the earth all right, he said, in him all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All of us, our blessing is in Christ as the seed of Abraham. Now watch this, because of my time. When God gave the promise to Abraham, say, yes, the promise was not just to Abraham, but to Abraham and his seed. Now, this is it, this is it, this is it. If you are in Christ, According to Galatians chapter 3, same chapter 3, verse 29. Okay. I think we should all read it, don't you yes, think? Sir, yes. All right, let's all read it from the screen. Galatians 3, 29. Let's go. One more time. Oh, louder. According to the promise. So, hey, you are the of the promise God gave to Abraham. Wow. Now, Christ is the seed, the singular seed. But any of us who is in Christ, we are also the seed. Yeah. So it's not like many seeds, only one seed. But what qualifies you for the inheritance is because you are in Christ. Yeah. When you are in Christ, every promise God gave to Abraham is valid in your life. And so Galatians chapter, ah, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 says that Christ has become, yeah. uh, has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hung on the tree. When people tell you that, oh, the death of Christ is not really important. Mm. It's his teaching that is important. Mm. They, they don't know anything about God's plan and God. The death of Christ is what brings us into the blessing of God. Yes. So he died on the cross so that you who are so oh who are supposed to be operating under a curse move out from the curse zone into the blessed zone. So Galatians again, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Let's already again. Let's go. For it is written, curse is everyone. Verse 14, why? That I, I thought you could read it aloud. Let's go again. That I think the louder you read it, it will determine how much you can you connect yourself to. Let's go. promise of the spirit through faith. Why did he die on the cross? So he, he has redeemed us so that the blessing 
of the Abraham. So when God blessed Abraham and his seed, you, once you are in Christ, you are classified as the seed of Abraham. Praise God. Why? Because he died on the cross. Watch this. When he died on the cross as the seed of the woman, he was crushing the power of the serpent in you and bring you from under the curse of the serpent or the curse that came on the serpent and his fallen people and the, or the people who are falling with him. The curse that came, he brings you from out of that curse and then brings you under the blessing that came upon Abraham. Amen. Amen. So Christ is the seed of the woman to crush the power of the devil, crush the head of the devil so we can be free from Satan's attack. And he is the seed of Abraham to bring us into the blessing. It's, it's, it's one thing being freed from death. If I ask how many of us don't have death, it would be very difficult to find maybe some 10 people or 10%. Mm. Because in our generation, we have been trained to own or to borrow. Mm. Mm. Most of us, most of us who are here, because Christ became the seed of Abraham so that we can be into the blessing. And there's a way to enjoy the blessing. Some of us have been now exposed to the blessing, but we can't enjoy it. Because our mindset is spoiling every opportunity to enjoy the blessing. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But you are constantly dishonoring your mother. You look at your mother and insult her. I'm even sorry, ashamed that you're my mother. And you think the blessing of Abraham can manifest on you? It can't manifest. You have cut it. You have, you have held it up. No, don't. So there are so many other things you have to know. But the fu- fundamental point is that because of Christ, you have access to the blessing of Abraham. So Christ is the seed of the woman. Christ is the seed of Abraham. And finally, because of my time, I, I don't even want to go too deep. Say, Christ is, I, I think you should see it in the Bible. Mm. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Revelation chapter 22 verse 16. Those who are writing, write it quickly before I read it. Matthew 1 1, Romans 1 4, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. All right. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Let, let's read it out. Let's go. One more time. The son of David. Who is Jesus? And that son of David means the seed of David. Okay. You can add um, 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 Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. Isaiah 11 1. All right. So now let's go to the next scripture I quoted. Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Sorry, verse 3. Sorry, change it to verse 3. Let's start from verse 3. Concerning his son Jesus our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Why must he be the seed of David? That's what I want to show you and then we close. Is that okay? He's the seed of David. I like the revelation bit. It was a blessing. But let's go to uh, Isaiah first before revelation. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. It says that there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his root. Who is Jesse? The, the father of David. So from the stem of Jesse, Jesse, there's a rod that's good. Jesus is the rod. Puma. Dada. Jesus is a rod that came out from the stem 
of Jesse. Jesse. In Revelations chapter 22, verse 16, I think we should all read it out loud. Let's go. I've sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning. I am what? The root and the offspring of David. The, the seed, the seed of David. Jesus is the seed of David. What has the seed of David got to do with our lives and what, why is it important? Because David was the first man who decided to build God a house. But God has always had an interest in a house and no one picked it up. And one day it entered the heart of David that he wants to, and he said in 2 Samuel chapter, two, chapter 7, verse 12, he said he wants to be, build God a house. And then God said to the prophet, go and tell David that no, you can't build me a house. Why? Because I've not chosen you. Verse 12, when your day, this is the prophet telling David, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed, your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. Now, when you talk about the seed of the woman, you are talking about the crushing of the power of the devil. Mm. When you talk about the seed of Abraham, you are talking about inheriting the blessings. Amen. When you talk about the seed of David, you are talking about the establishment of the kingdom. Amen. He said, first, the next verse, verse, verse 13. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish his throne and his kingdom how long? Forever. Solomon's kingdom is not forever. It's not forever. But I want to let you know that it was Solomon, Solomon, who came and built the temple. Look at the next verse. The next verse. I'll be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I'll chasten him with the rod of men and with the, with the blows of the sons of men. All right. So Solomon came. I, this one, I, I wish time would permit to explain it, but my time is up. Solomon came and he built the temple according to 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 2. 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 2, Solomon built the temple. 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 5, he spoke about how David, five, behold, I, uh, I, I, I propose to build a house for the name of my God, as the Lord spoke to my father David, saying, your son. So Solomon came and built it because he was building on this word God gave to, to, to David, his father. But when God spoke about it, he meant Solomon at that time, but the real one he meant was Jesus, the seed of David. Right. So Solomon's, what he built was not what God was talking about, because where is it? Where is it? It's no more there. Solomon, say, as I, and Solomon is the type of Jesus right. in two ways. He, ref, he reflects Jesus in two ways. Number one, he built the temple. Jesus is the builder. I said, I'll build my church. Number two, according to, I think, First uh, Kings, um, Bible talks about how Solomon was so wise. He was given such wisdom. People were traveling from all over to come and listen, hear his wisdom. There's no man wise like Solomon on earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Solomon and Jesus Christ, look at how, in Matthew chapter two, um, 12, verse 42, 42 and 43. Matthew 12, 42, 43. What does it say? It says, the queen of the south will arise 
in the judgment with his generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. So Solomon was a man of wisdom, but he was reflecting Jesus. Solomon was a man who built the temple. He was reflecting Jesus. Jesus is the seed of David. To build the temple and establish the kingdom. Now, watch this. How do you come into it? As soon as you are born again, you are also in Christ. And so the seed that was being spoken about, you fit into that seed for the establishment of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So in your house, the kingdom of God must prevail. Wherever you find yourself, you must have authority over the devil. Amen. I'm talking about the believer's authority. Because you are the seed of David. You are the seed of the woman. You are the seed. Now, in what way are you the seed of? Because once you are in Christ, you are one with Christ. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, whoever is joined with Christ is one spirit. So you are, you see, but whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You are one with him. And so whoever, that's why we are the body of Christ. What the, the beautiful thing is that he's one, but we are many. So according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, even though we are many, we are one. The body of Christ. And so we are the kingdom people. When Jesus showed up, his first public preaching was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. When John the Baptist, the first preaching in the New Testament, according to Matthew, I think Matthew chapter 3 or so, said, repent for the kingdom of God. The kingdom has come. The kingdom has come. Why? Because Jesus brought the rulership of God. And when you become born again, you connect yourself to it. What am I trying to say? You have authority and power over sickness. You have authority and power over addiction. You have authority and power over the devil. You have authority and power over fear. Don't let the devil intimidate you. You Rise up as a seed of David. Rise up as the seed of Abraham. I like that Abraham did because you are entitled to prosper. You are entitled to get blessed. You are entitled to enjoy life. You are entitled. Listen, there's no woman here. Say, there, is, there is no woman here, woman here who is not allowed to have a child. Amen. Amen. No way. Amen. No way. Why? Because you are the seed of Abraham. Barrenness could not survive in the house of Abraham. How can you say, I don't think I'll get married. It's your mindset. Change your mind. I don't think me, I can't find anyone to marry. I can't. You see, you are a seed of Abraham. In fact, Isaac, eh? Isaac didn't go even look for a wife. They went and brought him a wife. <laughs> so Jesus Christ is that Christ is the threefold seed. What, what, what in what way is he the seed? What seed of what? Seed of the woman, eh? And then one more time. Christ is the threefold seed. Seed, let's go. Seed. And seed of the woman crushed the head of the serpent. Seed of Abraham brings us into inheritance. Seed uh, of David establishes the church and the dominion. And you will do well in the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive something at all?
We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Andrew, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.